Welcome to episode four of Suncast, the official podcast of Somos Unidos News and your source for the latest news on New Mexico United. I'm one of your hosts, Seth Bidolf, and we've got a smaller show for you this week. Given the state of sports around the world due to coronavirus or COVID-19, there really isn't a lot to talk about, but we did want to check in with at least the news that we do have. Before we get into this week's discussion, we do want to remind you uh, about our written content. Jacob and I both have written content over at dadventuresmedia.com, covering not only New Mexico United, but also our blog about our lives as dads and video game news and reviews. As soon as the USL resumes play, we'll of course be back to bring you regular written United content each and every week. All right, enough of that housekeeping as little as it was. We're here to talk United, all things soccer. Joining me as we do each and every episode is my partner and co-host, Jacob Terrell. Jacob, we just got done recording our other podcast. We mentioned, you know, the the issues going on around the world, around the U.S. Uh, regarding coronavirus, and it's definitely affected, you know, our lives. How are you doing so far? We're now heading into week two, no football. How are you coping with the lack of it? I'm not coping with it very well. I'll be honest with you. Um, sports uh, have always been a big part of my life. Uh, and now without uh, United or when United came in last year, they were an even bigger part of my life. And now without them, there is this huge gaping hole in my soul that uh, you can't fill with anything uh, whatsoever. Um, you, I will give credit to the club. Uh, they are doing a lot of things. Them, Both them and the curse are trying to be active and trying to keep engaged. And um, uh, they just had a watch party on Twitch uh, showing the first win in club history, which was against Tulsa Roughnecks last year. Um, so they had a watch along with that on Twitch, which I think is a great idea. I unfortunately wasn't able to watch it um, live because of other stuff with having a family and whatnot. Uh, but I did catch some of it uh, as it went on. And, and I think that's a great idea. I watched probably the most riveting thing I've ever seen. Well, not ever seen, but that I've seen in the last two weeks was a game of connect four on Twitter between the curse <laughs> and um, I, I'm blanking on the name for, I believe it's Tulsa's, uh, I believe it's Tulsa's uh, United group, or supporter group over there, uh, yeah. but they played Connect Four on Twitter, and I was, I I, I I stumbled upon it well after they were done, so I was just scrolling, looking at every move and anticipating every move, and it was, it was the most competition I've seen in a while. So I really appreciated that. Um, other than <laughs> that, it's just counting down the days until we play again, which we were counting them down. Uh, to just kind of jump into the news that some of the news that we do have, uh, you know, we're counting down the days for this 30 day thing to be over. And then they extended it by another basically 30 days. So now we're looking at May 10th, uh, as it, we know that the season is suspended through that date at least. Um, so basically a whole other month that they pushed it back, um, it was bad enough when it was just going to be one month. Uh, now that it's going to be two months, it's like, oh, man, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, granted, there is a lot to keep up with uh, outside of the sport world of sports, but uh, we kind of touched on that last week on an emergency podcast that we did right after they suspended the league. And we touched mm -hmm. a lot on it uh, on the Dad Ventures podcast that we just recorded. So please go check that out. Uh, so we're not going to talk much about uh, COVID-19 and its effects on the world and us right now. Uh, other than the fact that uh, it has basically wiped out sports as we know it. 
um, except for uh, one bit of news that has kept me going for at least the last day. Um, I have been a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, and this is, guys, this is how I know the world is going to end, okay? It's not the coronavirus. It's the fact that Tom Brady signed with Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and now uh, this season obviously isn't going to be played because that's just crazy talk. I think you just uh, gave us our title for the for the show this week. It's going to be Signs of the Apocalypse. Tampa <laughs> Tampa Signs of Brady. How about that? It's it's so weird. <laughs> I still I still haven't quite comprehended it. So, but the NFL is on a bigger note. The NFL is uh, going through with free agency and having the league year start as scheduled. So, so that has been the only saving grace. If you're a sports fan, um, if you're just a soccer fan, then um, I think the Turkish league is still going. Um, uh, yeah, Liga. last I checked, Turkish Turkish league is still going. Australian A league is still going. Uh, Liga MX was playing as of last weekend, but they have since suspended that schedule as well. Yeah, it, it's if you're a soccer fan, there's not a whole lot going on. Apparently, there's uh, some national league uh, matches going on over in England. I don't know whether that's the last I saw. I don't know whether or not that's still going on. Um, but yeah, it's just been a whole bunch of bad news. And like you said, the NFL started their league year, uh, you know, signings are going on all around the league. The draft is coming up. Uh, I was talking with someone else about this. I don't think the actual like physical draft is going to take place. They'll probably do like a Twitch live stream or st- live stream or something. That's gonna be, that's my guess just to help reduce the amount of folks they have there in the Vegas area. I know they've already canceled other activities and things going on around the draft and yeah it's just been it's been dire for sports fans um unfortunately there's not much we can do about it um you already talked on it uh at the opening usl did come out today extended the suspension until may 10th uh for united fans that means there were three additional matches that were uh suspended to this point um of course, the USL is following CDC guidelines uh, regarding the regarding the uh, gathering of uh, of groups of folks. Um, so at this point, we're looking at a home opener all the way in May on May twenty third against Orange County. Uh, yeah, it's just been getting pushed farther and further. I imagine other sports are going to do the same. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm still hopeful that we're going to see some soccer this year. I mean, chances are we're not going to see open cup, but I I think we'll at least get back to some USL play here uh, this summer. Don't you think? Man, it's hard to say. Um, This whole thing uh, is just throwing a wrench into every, sporting event out there the masters got can or postponed at least the players championship got canceled if you're into golf um mlb pushed back their starting seat or starting date um the nba is probably done um i know i read an article where adam silver uh said that he was hopeful to get some games in still but i i'm just not sure about that um as far as united goes it's really going to depend on what the summer does to this virus and if it mitigates it. Um, uh, I, I was hopeful a week ago. I was hopeful last Thursday when we did the emergency COVID-19 podcast. 
um, this move, this pushing it back, um, makes sense. Uh, we can, I could kind of see that coming, but, um, I think I got a hot take. I don't think we're seeing USL soccer this year. I don't know what that means. I don't think so. I, I don't know what that means for a lot of the clubs. I don't know what it means for New Mexico United. I don't know what it means for the league as a whole. Um, now I'm still holding on to a glimmer of hope that we can, uh, but I don't think that we see a full 34 match schedule for sure. I think that's out the window now. Um, almost guaranteed, I would bet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a smaller playoff field, if it's just, you know, maybe six teams with the top two getting a bye. Um, but I, if I had to bet on it right now, uh, if I had to say, here's my house, here's my car, here's my life savings, I think I would probably put all my chips into not playing at all this year. Uh, and I'm not a very negative or negative person. I, I'm a very, very big optimist. But uh, the writing is on the wall that this is going to be around much longer than uh, two weeks, two months, three months, whatever it may be. Um, so I'm I'm really really hoping that that's not the case. But uh, I just have a feeling in the pit of my stomach that says uh, we unfortunately don't see a United home match this year. Well, yeah, that's definitely more pessimistic than I think I've ever heard you be about uh, really anything. The downside to that is what happens to some of these clubs? I saw a thread on Twitter the other day talking about how the season, if it does get canceled, could potentially allow some other clubs to basically get their uh, get their stuff in order to make a reappearance next season. But the flip, and while that could be the case, on the flip side, what happens to some of these clubs that if the league doesn't play? that are independent, that don't necessarily have the deepest pockets as far as their ownership goes, do we see clubs fold? Who do you, If so, who do you think might be the uh, in the worst possible situation here if, if the league does not play this year or has to play behind closed doors? It, I, I don't really know. Um, it's uh, the the independent clubs that are in the Western conference that are coming to me off the top of my head all have, like you look at us, Phoenix, Orange County. Um, they're all fairly stable organizations from what I've seen. Um, I know Orange County doesn't draw the best all the time, but, um, I still think that they would, they would come back. Uh, you look at Tulsa. Um, I think with their new, rebrand and ownership and stuff like that they wouldn't allow it to not they wouldn't allow they would make sure that they at least got a chance to have a full season i would think um maybe okc energy um which would really suck maybe sacramento but sacramento's moving to the mls um so they're they've got deep pockets right now um so i i don't I don't see any, none of them stick out to me in the Western Conference anyways, and I don't know enough about the East to speak to them. Um, and I haven't really allowed myself to get that far down the road. Uh, I just know that, you know, if you lose a whole season, 
especially if you're doing the right thing and paying your players as long as you have the financial capabilities to do so, which if you're an owner of a USL team, I think uh, you should probably have that in place uh, just in case something happens because you never know if... um, So I don't... I can't think of anybody that would be really at risk. Um, I don't think it would be El Paso. Um, Maybe Colorado Springs because they're not technically a two-team. They just have an affiliate with... Uh, the Rapids, um, but they just got a new stadium built or in the process of being built that's supposed to open next year. So I don't think they would let that go. Uh, it's I w- I'm hoping that that, even my pessimistic view of not playing soccer this year, I'm optimistic enough to think that everybody will come back next year, hopefully. Yeah, my personal thinking is that if there are any clubs that are going to suffer, especially financially through all of this, it may end up being any of the clubs over in NISA or NPSL clubs, the ones that don't necessarily have their reach. Now I know that the USL's reach isn't necessarily the greatest. We don't have a huge TV deal. I mean, even the MLS TV deal isn't tremendous by any means, given that it's one of the top, I don't I think MLS is top five, top six, Uh, major leagues in the United States right now. So it definitely could be some of those clubs that could have some issues going forward. I tend to agree that I think most of the USL championship clubs will be okay. Maybe some of the newer clubs, not so much. I I don't know. It'll be hard to say. But yeah, it's just been tough to swallow. Um, I know the news came out this week that uh, from Peter that said that the club will be paying all full-time and part-time employees uh, for the time that they are having off. They've shut down the the club's the club office, the team store, but they're still paying everybody, which I think is just absolutely fantastic from Peter and the front office. I think it shows a, a real dedication to to the club, to the staff, uh, to the front office folks, to everyone to say, hey, look, we're going to keep supporting you in this time of uncertainty. Yeah, that uh, kudos to the club. Kudos to the club for doing that. Uh, it's the right thing to do if you have the means to do it. Um, I'm a little nervous. Uh, like for my, for me personally, I work for a small business. So, you know, I don't know if we were to get affected by this and get closed down for a couple weeks, if we would if I would be allotted that or not. Uh, so looking at somebody that is in the position like Peter is and the ownership over there for them to be able to do that. And I imagine that it, that goes towards the players as well. The players are going to get paid uh, even if there's no season. So um, I really appreciate that. I know I'm sure everybody that is getting paid during this time is appreciating that. And, it, and it really just goes more towards the, uh, the family aspect that United has brought to the community that they're able to, that they're willing to reach out and and say, look, we know you guys aren't going to be working for us right now, but we don't want you to be worried about stuff. So we're going to go ahead and pay you for this time off. We just want you to take care of yourself and and be safe out there, which which uh, is what everybody feels right now is just be safe out there. And, and hopefully we can get some soccer at, some, at least some point this year. Well, if you're open to watching soccer on the other side of the world, then apparently right now you still can. But uh, you know, closer to home, it's definitely not happening. It's not happening with USL. It's not happening MLS. National teams are shut down. International friendlies are gone. 
even the Premier League is gone now too. They're suspended for at least a month as well. So mm-hmm. it's slim pickings as far as you know who's still out there playing. Apparently, there's a, there's a rugby league still playing. I I don't really know. I don't follow rugby all that often. But that's the, yeah, like you said, that's the best that we can do is think to continue to try to hope that um, the situation with the coronavirus. Uh, calms down and that the sports leagues are able to, and not just the sports leagues, but all these other jobs that are affected by this, everyone's able to get back to work and doing what they need to do to support themselves and their families. And, you know, of course, as sports fans, we tend to to focus on the sports aspect of it, but there's more to it than just that. So hopefully things start to die down and we can just get back to doing what, uh, you know, doing what we love, you know, recovering sports and watching sports. So, you know, that's the big news that came out today from the USL. Uh, Again, the league is suspended through May 10th. Um, So, yeah, it's just a a wait-and-see game at this point. The league has, of course, been following CDC guidelines and recommendations. So, yeah, I I don't know. Hopefully we'll get back to soccer one day and we'll get to see United back on the pitch. that's not all the news in the soccer world, though. Uh, news came down just a few days ago that Carlos Cordero, the president of USSF, has stepped down um, as uh, as the president of the Soccer Federation uh, in a response to the release of the gender equality lawsuit that came out. Uh, some of the verbiage in that lawsuit uh, was was like extremely degrading to women. It was unacceptable. Like, and there was no reason for it to have been um, sub- submitted the way that it was. Um, in, in, a, in an interview with CNN, he, he said that uh, the wording was unacceptable and excusable and regretted not fully reviewing the filing before it was submitted. Now, I'm trying to pull up the exact... Um, comment here it said uh the legal document which was released on monday argued that male players have more responsibility and the men's team requires a higher level of skill than their female counterparts now this is of course in response to the women's national team trying to seek equal pay um when compared to the men's team uh i i don't know about you but if the language that came out in this filing is absolutely horrendous, and I don't think that ever should have gotten past him and and made it into the final filing. No, not at all. Um, for the wording that's put in there, even the thought process behind all of it, um, I don't, I don't know enough about the financial part of it to to really dig in there. But I will. I do know. I know two things. I know that the U.S. Women's National Team is very skilled, very talented, very dominant, and very fun to watch. Uh, I also know that they don't make as much as the men do at this moment, um, which is a problem when they are the better club. They're the better team. They're they're the more successful team. Um, you can talk to me all you want about, well, even if they're more successful, the men still make more money for it, blah, 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 like that. You have soccer players on the men's national team saying that they should get paid equally. Like mm-hmm. what, what, how, how clear does it need to get to you that, that the system is broken right there? Um, 
you watch these women play and it's it's amazing how good they are and how dominant they are over everybody else. I will say that that um, that gap between them and the better clubs overseas has shrunk um, in recent years. Uh, you could see that in the women's world cup last year and some of the friendlies that they're playing, you know, they're still getting the wins. They're still, they still want a gold at the women's world cup. Uh, but it wasn't as easy as, as, uh, it has been in, in the more recent years. And I just, for Carlos to just, uh, let those things slip through without paying any attention to him. Um, it's not a surprise that he's gone. Uh, I wish him as a person, the best, um, Losing a job always sucks, but uh, his time had come for that. And whoever replaces him uh, needs to realize that there are things that need to be rectified here, and hopefully those get done in a timely manner. Yeah, currently the interim uh, president is is the current vice president, Cindy Parlo-Cone. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about her. Uh, she will be taking over Cordero's role, for at least for the time being. The big question I've heard, and I've heard it asked across other outlets is if Carlos Cordero is implicated in this, if he didn't review it closely enough, do you think that there's anyone else within U.S. soccer that should also be held accountable for it? I mean, do we really think that uh, Co- uh, Cindy Parlocone didn't know what was going on with this? It's hard to say uh, what their process is and who needed to take a look at it and this and the other. Um, The real problem is that the things that were said in that document should have never been said by anybody. Um, So it shouldn't have had to been gone through with a fine-tooth comb, but that's unfortunately just not the world we live in right now. So somebody in a higher-up for USSF should have probably taken a look at it and been like, uh you might want to reword this, relook at this, rethink this, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. It should have never got out there. And I love how, of course, right after it came out, the U S women's had a friendly and, um, Christian press just scored an absolute beautiful, absolutely beautiful goal. And of course that got retweeted around the world, uh, with the quote saying, not a skilled, huh? Or something along those lines. Yeah. And and that that just goes to show that they they are freaking talented and freaking skilled and need to be compensated as such. Um, so pointing fingers, I don't really know. Uh, I don't know enough about that process, like I said. But uh, somebody should have definitely caught it. And who knows? Maybe um, what's her name? The the interim intern interim president now. But she probably should have caught it if she was the vice president at the time. Um, somebody should have caught it before it got out to the public, uh, but she doesn't necessarily need to be held accountable. Accountability always goes to the top. Um, and the person on the top is the one that usually takes the fall for it. Um, so, and he was, I I don't know a whole lot, but I don't think everybody was, anybody was happy with how he was doing everything else either. So, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm as somebody that just got into soccer last year, like really deep dive into soccer. I am, um, I'm already kind of fed up with how the U S treats soccer and, uh, turning their nose to it, uh, 
and not only the higher ups like Carlos or anything like that, but just soccer in general, how, how just it looks, it gets looked down upon. So I'm hoping that changes. And, and in order for that to change, I think whoever's the next president up there probably needs to work on changing that and work on changing uh, Americans outlook on soccer in general, because America has the athletes to dominate at whatever sport they want to dominate. It just so happens that most of our top athletes play football and basketball uh, and to an extent baseball, but baseball is kind of slowing down as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So if we could get more kids playing soccer uh, that are super talented and super athletic, uh, that's going to bode well for us. But until we get somebody in there that actually shines light on that, on the sport as a whole and lets everybody know how amazing and awesome it is and how it can be community builders and world builders and whatnot, um, U.S. soccer is going to struggle. So I hope they take this as a opportunity to not only fix over what's going on with the women's national team, but also just soccer as a whole in America. Yeah, like you said, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens. I know there's talk of some folks supporting Megan Rapinoe of becoming the next president. I don't know when their election cycle is uh, for the next uh presidential spot as far as u.s soccer goes there have been other names that have been tossed around in the past few years that you know i think could potentially make uh good presidents but like you said it's just going to be wait and see um yeah uh, soccer definitely needs like a huge grassroots movement here in the states it hasn't gotten that before and there are there are a lot of different places in the country where like you said, baseball, basketball, and football are highly prioritized over soccer. And if we want to be competitive at a national level, even or international level, and if you look at the results from, say, CONCACAF Champions League, and, and granted, you know, this also goes to to MLS and their outdated, ridiculous rules as far as you know, uh, roster composition, but. Yeah, th- things definitely need, need need some changes in order to help make soccer more viable here in the States and for it to be bigger on the world stage. All right, so we brought you some bad news. We brought you some even worse news. Now how about some fun news? Um, if you are a, a follower of the USL on Twitter or you probably you have heard of the Twitter ha- account at USL Memes, um, they're an account that I follow for quite a while, and typically they do just that. They put out memes about the USL, uh, making fun of anybody and everybody around the league. Uh, last week they started a movement to start an EUSL league uh, during the absence of actual football. And earlier today they released a schedule of their uh, EUSL championship tournament, uh, the first match week will take place on Sunday, March 29th. There are uh, over 90 competitors representing uh, various different clubs on both Xbox uh, or PlayStation 4. Um, All of the matches will be streamed live. Um, They're working out the details on that. I believe they'll all be on Twitch somewhere. I know that all of the entrants have been asked or one of the ideas, one of the uh, conditions on being part of it was that you're able to stream your matches. Um, so I am actually, uh, I actually signed up 
for this. Um, hopefully, and I've been practicing a little bit here at night, trying to get my FIFA skills back into some sort of shape. Um, and so, unfortunately, I may actually be out of town for this first match, so I don't know if uh, I'll have to talk to them to see what the what the deal is on that. Uh, maybe I can just reschedule it for later in the week or something. But um, definitely go check that out. Uh, it is at USL Memes on Twitter. Their EUSL Championship is kicking off uh, on March 29th. Uh, there's a whole list. Uh, there's a giant list of different matchups from folks on, like I said, both platforms, Xbox and PlayStation. So that's going on. Also, I don't know if you caught it today or not, Jacob, but uh, I believe it was RGV is hosting their own FIFA tournament. I don't know if you saw this or not. I did see the RGV FIFA tournament. I didn't look at too many details. I am not a gamer. Um, I would love to learn how to play FIFA, but uh, I just don't have the time or the console uh, to try to learn on. But uh, come March 29th, you probably can put money that I'll be watching at least some of these. Uh, I'll have to get a Twitch or whatever that is uh, uh, and and uh, and get into it because I need something going on. So I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great way to uh, to keep something going for the fans of um, USL and United and everything like that. Uh, so I, I am looking forward to it. I just don't know uh, enough about it to get into the FIFA game. We had someone in this news did host a FIFA tournament last year, um, over at Duke city beaches. And I had a blast sitting there and watching, um, a bunch of people play it. Uh, so I know that you get me in front of a TV that has it on and I will get engaged to it. I've been watching marble racing. That's how desperate I am for competition. <laughs> uh, marble racing has been my go-to since all this stuff went down. And, uh, I love it at the moment because it's competition. So if you give me uh, New Mexico United in a video game form, I will be all over that for sure. Yeah, it's been, it, the community reaction has been great to it. I think it's, uh, again, another entirely community-driven thing. I haven't seen too many USL clubs actually get involved with it so far. I know that Ron had actually said that they were trying to put together a qualifying tournament for this. I don't know if that actually happened or not, or if their or if their own tournament is just gonna be completely separate from this. But I think that the social interactions between the clubs, I think the different outlets that the clubs are now trying to do. There was actually a tweet the other day from USL Championship that led me to believe that they are putting together their own EUSL thing. I don't I haven't seen too many details on it, but something is coming. Uh, from the, looks like official from the league or potentially you know, a, a group of clubs. So I think that they're doing their best that they can during everything that's going on uh, to try to stay involved with the fans and keep the fans interested. And I think that's great for the sport, uh, no matter how you look at it. I know with the USL memes, USL uh, championship, they are competing as um, EFL championship clubs. 
uh, in in that tournament. Like it, so, not Premier League. It's the you know, one one league down uh, because unfortunately USL is not represented in any major soccer game. Not in PES. Not in Football Manager. Not in FIFA. Maybe one day USL will be there. Um, but yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see uh, the different clubs that are represented, uh, at least from within the USL, and then which clubs are going to be used in the actual tournament. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Anything, anything to promote the league. Like you said, uh, USL Championship is doing a lot to engage with the fans still and try to keep uh, morale and spirits high. I noticed that they had a flashback goal of the week after the weekend this last weekend. Uh, so you got to vote on a goal of the week still, even if it was from years before. Um, today, I noticed that they had a match of the day, and it happened to be our Phoenix uh, match when we played them in Phoenix in March of last year. Um, so that was on, uh, at least on Facebook, I saw that. Um, I didn't watch much of the game because it was on when I, it was live, quote unquote, when I was at work. But uh, I'll probably hop on Facebook when we get done here and and uh, see if I can find it again. And I believe they showed the whole match uh, beginning to end. So, and that was a really fun match last year. So, so they're definitely doing what they can to keep uh, keep putting stuff out so that you can keep enjoying the USL and and it's a league that I have fallen in love with dearly in the last uh, eighteen months, sixteen months, twelve months. For however long you want to look at it. Um, so I hope they can keep that up for the foreseeable future. Uh, they have a long way to go, man, until May 10th, and that's if if that's the end of it. Um, so hopefully we can stay, stay up on stuff and they can keep putting fun stuff out and United can keep doing cool stuff on their social media. And, and uh, I mean, these fans are hungry. I mean, you see it all over... Twitter and I see it all over Facebook, um, you know, and Reddit. Uh, we still love this club dearly. We're still like family. Um, and we waited a long off season that is now unfortunately longer, especially for a home match. Um, but man, I, if we play this year or if it's not till next year, it's just going to make, uh, us diehards just explode. Come, come, uh, the home opener for either this year or next year. So, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, I, I think you you summed it up perfectly. We just we can't wait for soccer to be back. We we love this club. We can't wait to see them in action. So yeah, it's just a matter of of when. All right. So we told you guys we have a short show for a short show this week. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, Jacob, take us out. Yeah, guys, we just want to remind you guys to, you know, stay safe out there, be smart about this. And, um, you know, just if we can, if we can do what we can to flatten this curve out and, uh, and, you know, people are going to get it, but not let it get crazy, then the sooner we can uh, get back to United Soccer. Uh, so hopefully, man, we just, we just keep, uh, keep plugging through. You guys just, roll with the punches do what you can uh don't be stupid and uh, let's make it to to the home opener whenever that may be uh so that's going to do it for us guys um you can get in touch with us multiple ways you can email us um i'm 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 not seth i am jacob <laughs> i am jacob at dadventuresmedia.com 
uh, Seth is Seth at deadventuresmedia.com. Uh, so you can contact us directly through there. Uh, we also have Twitter, uh, Somosinos News. Um, and then we also have one specifically for the podcast, which is at the Suncast. Um, Instagram, you can find us at Somosinos News. Facebook, same thing, Somosinos News. Uh, you can message us there. Um, uh, oftentimes it's just me and Seth that get talked about here, but uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Earl Nieto. Uh, he has been uh, an integral part of this for the longest time. Um, and uh, he does a great job with our social media and just uh, keeping engaged. And And uh, I miss seeing him in person. I was looking forward to that home opener where I could actually get to hang out with him. I saw him over in Mountain Air back in November at a, a balloon rally, but that's the last time I've seen him. So shout out to him and uh, you guys find him on Facebook and, and tell him you love what we're doing as well. So uh, check out the website. We got some written content up uh, from before we are, I'm, I'm hoping to come up with some stuff to uh, write between now and the time the season starts again. Uh, but right now we're just kind of waiting and seeing. So uh, we'll check that out. I don't know what that was. I don't know if you could pick that up, but I, I think I, I heard it. I don't know if it's on the on the recording or not. But. I, I'm sure it probably is. Then I don't know what that was, but uh, hopefully everybody's safe in my house. Um, <laughs> where was I? Uh, we don't have very many written pieces up right now, or any fresh written pieces up, but we're hoping to get some up uh, to have you guys read to pass the time while we don't have any soccer going on. So get over there and check that out. We'll be tweeting out whenever we have. Uh, content go up. I'll put it on Facebook and everything as well. So you guys know, uh, but that website's dadventuresmedia.com forward slash Somos Unidos. Um, so please, uh, check that out. Uh, we love you guys. We care for you guys. You're our family as well. Uh, Somos Unidos and everybody. Um, don't forget to subscribe, subscribe. Wow. Uh, <laughs> guys, it's been a week. Let me tell it's you, late. it has been a week and it is late. Uh, subscribe, rate and review. Uh, and share on your favorite podcast service of choice. Um, we we enjoy interacting with you guys. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that the season didn't get started just because we haven't been able to get out and actually physically interact with a lot of people, uh, a lot of you fans out there. So uh, we'll have to do it over um, social media and whatnot until then. Uh, but again, guys, just stay safe out there. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some news next week. Uh, maybe we'll come back next week and do something. Uh, we're just going to kind of play it by year and see if it's worth it. So um, until next time, uh, so we'll see you guys. You've been listening to Suncast, the official podcast of Somos Unidos News. All of our shows are recorded live from Albuquerque and Los Lunas, New Mexico, are written and produced by Seth Bidoff and Jacob Terrell, and are edited by Seth. Special thanks to Jeff2 on YouTube for the music you hear every episode. All episodes are recorded and edited using Clean Feed and Audacity. All of our shows are proudly hosted on Pinecast. 